0: Not quite my temple. It's all good. No worries. Here we go.
1: I, am your father. Snakes. why did it have to be snakes? I'm always gonna love you.
0: I'm always gonna love you too.
1: Expecto Patronum!
0: We all believe we'd run into the burning building. Avengers! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of Fanatic Film Review, where a film fanatic sits and talks about entertainment. For your listening pleasure, today we are talking No Time to Die. I was going to say Bond, No Time to Die, but it's just No Time to Die. And we have our first we have our first guest, guest alert. Uh, we have the wonderful Sasha joining us today to talk Bond and talk why she loves it so much. But before we do that, we're gonna hop into my review that aired on Monday on the Jack Lottery YouTube channel. So let's get in to the review. What's going on? Welcome to make into another video. And today, today got another movie review. Y'all know it's Monday. You get your movie reviews on Monday, and I'm so incredibly excited. Well, first off, I got a new chair, which is just incredible. I got a nice, comfy. It's a recliner. I bought a recliner. Yeah, it, it, granted, it's a cheap one off of Amazon, but it's a recliner, it's pretty sick, it's nice and comfortable, I can just sit here for days and make content for you guys, and just chill and relax, because really, I was so kind of frigid and, and cold, and, and and not relaxed, and very stiff, and very very tense when I was making content for you guys, but hey, it's a new Jack, it's a new era, we're, having, we're just chilling, talking about movies, that's kind of what this is, and... The recliner finally finishes the setup, and we're here chilling and relaxing. But uh, today we are doing another movie review. I'm so excited to talk about this one because I really did thoroughly enjoy it. Today we're talking about the 25th and the final for one Daniel Craig film in the James Bond franchise, No Time to Die. We're talking No Time to Die. Very excited because there's a lot to talk about with this one. And I'm going to say this right off the top. If you want to hear more of my thoughts, my spoiler thoughts, because this is going to be pretty much spoiler free um, throughout, but if you want to hear my spoiler thoughts, and you want to hear from an old pal of ours, Sasha, on Wednesday I'm dropping my fourth episode of the podcast Fanatic Film Review, and Sasha is our guest and we talked for about an hour about this film, uh, No Time to Die, and went in depth on the action, a lot, what we liked, what we didn't like, and and the send-off for Daniel Craig. We went in detail on all of that in this episode of the podcast. And like I said, it's over an hour long. You don't want to miss it. Go check it out. I will leave a link to the podcast down below. And then on Wednesday, if you're following me on Twitter, I will tweet out when the podcast goes live. It's a great conversation with Sasha. She's absolutely fantastic. And you can only get it on podcast. That conversation is not going to be here on YouTube. I think that's what I really want to make clear. These conversations I'm having on the podcast are not going to be on YouTube. They are just strictly on podcast. So go over there, rate, review, subscribe, check it out and we got a nice conversation with Sasha, but today, first off, we are going to hit my thoughts, but before we get into that, I want I want you guys to go down below, because I know a lot of people have watched this movie this past weekend, what did you think of No Time to Die, did you like it, did you hate it, let me know why, let me know what you liked, guys, I'm just going to say, there may be spoilers down in the comments, so if you don't want to be spoiled, don't go in the comments, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like down below in the comments, but I think without further ado, let's get into my review, so I'm going to get more in-depth on this later, but the, I just want to say that this, is, I think, is a brilliant send-off for Daniel Craig. I think it's it's perfectly executed, perfectly written for his character. I think that that is the shining part of this film. It is It knows what it is. It is the final film for Daniel Craig as James Bond, and it's treated that way. It is one last ride. That's what it is, and I really respected and enjoyed that about the writing. I have a lot of issues with the writing of this film, but that is not one of the issues. How... Craig is handled and it being his final bond, that is not one of my issues. I think it is an absolutely perfect send off for the character. Extremely well done. The action is really awesome. It's gripping. It's compelling. It's tense. Uh, I talk more in depth about this with Sasha on the podcast, but I the, the first sequence. Uh, which we saw a lot of in the trailers. It's kind of the the main sequence that was showed in the trailers, you know, where he's on the dirt bike and he's, you know, he, he jumps off that bridge and things like that. That sequence is so tense and gripping from the start. I was on the edge of my seat and that was before the, the opening trade, like credits rolled thorough, just incredibly sequenced, choreographed and shot. I, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, uh, I want to get his name right. I'm sorry, you guys. Um, yeah, Carrie Fukunaga I, F- Fukunaga, I I I. think he directed a really good film here, a really great action film. I think the action is, is some of the best I've seen in Craig Bonds. Now, now, there's obviously standout scenes in all of those films, but I think that cohesively this is, some of the best direction of action that we've seen. And I think it's absolutely incredible. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. It's very tense. It has stakes. and We'll get into those stakes a little bit later. The next thing. Ana de Armas is incredible in this film. And I love her writing as well. Like I said. I'm, I'm going to say the writing I like here. Because I do have issues with, with a good chunk of the writing in this film. But she has written incredibly well, and she has written not the way that any of us thought she would be. Bond girls are badass. That you know they, they you know what Bond girls are, but they're badass. They're confident. They are they are they are what they are. Anna De Armas is not. She's a badass, but she is very quirky. She is very nervous on this mission with Bond. I mean, it is she is not what we thought she would be, and I love that. I love the thing that they made the decision because she's incredible in this film and she's a badass she she works so well with Daniel Craig the chemistry is great and even though she's only on the film for a very short amount of time which is one of my biggest critiques we needed more Anna Dharmas in this and I'm sad that we're never gonna really we're never we're probably never gonna see her again in this universe because she was so good and I really really enjoyed her character more Anna Dharmas, please in everything now I know we say that for every film that she's in but that's because every film she's in she is so good and that continues here in this film. She's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'm gonna hit this 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 one next. It's not ordered right in my notebook, but like I already said about about, about uh, Carrie Fuganaga, the direction and cinematography are beautiful. This is a very beautifully shot film. I think the use of natu- uh, natural lighting. I think the use of the environment and, and the climate. Uh, you know, one of the action scenes is based in a very foggy f- forest and and. That the vibe from that is very eerie and creepy, but also you know adds tension. I think that he, what he's able to do here is just really, really well done. and We know that he loves to do the one take sequences, and they were in here and they were very well choreographed and very well uh, shot. cinematography and direction are huge high points in this film, and I think that they are a reason why the film is so good is because it's very awesome to look at and with the action which is what makes bond bond really awesome action is done so incredibly well so i gotta give shouts and props to that the emotion works in this film and now maybe maybe we're all a little sentimental because this is daniel craig's swan song he's been bond for 15 years and we're saying goodbye but with the story it works and We're getting into spoiler territory now, so if you've not seen the film, I would advise to click off. They did something in this film that no Bond film or Bond has ever done. He died. They killed off James Bond at the end of this film. And the way they did it, the way that was written, was highly emotional. The stakes were real, and they were clear. Um... And I have to give them a round of applause for that. Again, I have issues with the writing, which I'll get into in my negatives. But I I, I think the way they handled Bond in this film is perfect. I truly believe that. People may not like the humor. I I know I've seen some people not really loving the humor and the jokes. I think they were fine. I think they landed. And I think just his character arc and the way it was executed from the writing standpoint, from direct, everything is absolutely perfect. It really is. It's one of the high points, and it had to be because it is the swan song for Craig's iteration of Bond. So I think that that was absolutely fantastic. Those are my last two points for the positive. I think Craig is is, is great in this. I think the emotion in the tent, it packs a really big punch, especially at the end, because the thing I really, I really enjoy about this film and I talked about more on the podcast is this film really examines the humanity of James Bond. Bond is always shown as kind of an immortal, kind of godly being. We're not really a god, but can't ever die. Always gets out of the situations. It may not always be graceful, but it happens. Bond can't die. Doesn't happen. But he also he also is known as this suave, slick, womanizing spy who could never have a family and never want to have those types of things. This film takes a complete 180 on that. And we really examine the humanity of the person to a point where we never have before. I really respect that about the writing here, like I said. That is one of the big standouts is how Craig was written. I think it was picture perfect. I really, really, truly enjoyed it. And the humanity and the stakes. It all it all worked and it culminated in that end, which was extremely emotional and packed a punch because of how they led up to it. Those are the positives. i got to get to the negatives. Um, I think Remy Malek is fine as a Bond villain. I don't necessarily think he was written well. I think for what he was given, he was fine. He was very creepy, very chilling, but I don't think his character was written well at all. I think he was very generic. I think it was, take Bond villain. It, it could have been anyone. Very, very generic. The writing of of the the threat is extremely generic. It's oh, what did MI six do this time? Oh, surprise! The villain, that weapon you were making. Oh, the villain has it now. It's very tropey. It's very generic. I don't. I think that the writing there was a little bit lazy. Didn't really love it. I get it. You're not going there for the writing and the script, but. When there are aspects of it, like how Craig is written, like how, how the way all of that, when that's written so strongly, why not push the boundaries even further and not and not stick with the, the tropes of classic Bond? Why not? And they didn't here. They, they, they kind of stuck to their guns. They were a little um, a little uh, careful, I would say. I don't think they wanted to push the boundary too much. Which I think then again ended up not being being one of the reasons why it was not as great written wise, uh, because they held back. I think they could have gone for more and they held back, and it, it was very generic, not written very well. And that that's kind of my biggest complaint is kind of the threat. The threat doesn't feel real. It, it feels very un un. It just does doesn't click and it doesn't work in the end. That that's kind of really the main part and the pacing. Film is too damn long. The runtime is two hours and forty-three minutes. That's almost the runtime of Endgame. Endgame was three hours. It's almost a three-hour-long movie. Did not have to be that long. There are some expositional pieces in here that didn't need to be there, and so, some moments and some in some things that easily could have hit the chopping block or the cutting room floor, as they call it. Too long. The film was too long. I had some very big pacing issues with it think you could have cut some parts out of the movie i get you want as much bond on the on the screen as possible but it didn't have to be that long it didn't i checked my phone a few times i was checking the time i'm like god we're still in this the action is captivating and it's really well done and i think the stuff with craig and bond is really great but there's a lot of other fluff that you could have trimmed there's a lot of fat that could have been trimmed and and that's one of the things i really i really did not like is is it was a very long movie very very long movie but that's it. That's it with the review. In the end, though, even though I have those issues, I still really enjoyed a lot about it. And you will see that in my rating. I rated this fairly highly, which actually surprised me where it ended up on my ranking. But I think without further ado, let's get into this damn point breakdown. Let's, let's, let's finish this out. Entertainment, I gave a 14 out of 15. While there is some fluff and things I didn't love... The action is incredible, and it's extremely entertaining. I I really, really enjoyed what they did. Performances, 15 out of 15. The reason why is, is yes, again with Remy Malek. People don't like Remy Malek. I don't blame it on him. I think he did what he needed to do. I think it's the writing of his character. The writing of his character is extremely, extremely poor. So that's kind of the biggest thing I have about that. Writing, 13 out of 15. Did get knocked a few points. Didn't love everything I did, but it also gained a few points for how well written Craig was and his send off. So it lost some. It lost more, but also gained a few few points for that. It, it, it's double edged sword here is the writing. Direction ten out of ten. I think the directing was really damn good. Emotion ten out of ten. It worked. It really really did. Cinematography eight out of ten. Very beautifully shot very well done i gave the sound a four out of five score five out of five it's that classic bond score is very very extremely awesome and, it, and i i loved it like when it first came i was like bum, and i'm like we're in it let's do it right when right when the when the film started pacing three out of five too freaking long this film was too long too too long. Rewatchability five out of five. An automatic five out of five points. I Means you did the math. I gave No Time to Die a 92 out of 100. Is in my top 15 favorite films of the year, and I've seen over 120. So I really did enjoy it. I want you guys to go down below in the comments and let me know what did you think of this film. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let me know why. Let me know your thoughts. I did. It's not a spoiler-free review. I did talk about probably the biggest spoiler of them all. Let me know what you think. Let me know your thoughts. We can talk spoilers down in the comments, but if you don't want spoilers, which if you stayed through, you already were, but click off, I guess. Let me know what you thought. I really want to talk about this film with you guys. And again, I'm going to do it again. The podcast with Sasha this Wednesday. The link's going to be in the description. Go check out last week's episode for Venom Let There Be Carnage. I talk about that mid-credit scene, which is absolutely incredible. And we have an over hour long conversation with Sasha about no time to die. So go check that out. Also subscribe if you have not already over 800 subscribers. The next goal is 850 on to a thousand. Hopefully by the end of the year, we got time guys. Let's do it. I really do appreciate you guys watching this film was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Let me know again what you thought in the comments, go check out the podcast and subscribe. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a great day. We'll see you in the next video. All right. That is it. I gave Bond No Time to Die a 92 out of 100, four out of five stars on four and a half out of five stars on Letterbox. But someone rated it higher than me. And we're joined today by one of my one of my bestest friends on the YouTube on the YouTube scene. Sasha is here today. Sasha, how the hell are you doing today?
1: Jack, I'm doing so good. I can't believe it's been so long since we've done something together when this summer, we, I feel like every week for probably two or three months we were filming something together and now we're reuniting for your new podcast and I'm so excited.
0: Well, everyone knows I jumped off the radar, like, like swan dove off the radar for a while and now we're back and I'm so glad to, for my first collab back to be with Sasha because she's freaking fantastic uh all of her links will be down below in the description all of her great stuff go check her out of course you know we're, we're going to be talking about Bond today what she's watched last week all this great stuff but let's get in to Bond Sasha you rated this movie a five out of five on Letterboxd and and I'm like that's I'm not like joke like I'm not there's no critique there like I love the movie I want to know from you what makes this movie to you a five out of five star why do you love it that much what are your overall thoughts
1: yeah so I I think with the rating and I've gotten to the point where instead of being super like methodical about my letterbox reviews I'm like you know what like this is usually a gut instinct for me and what I think really solidified no time to die as a five star as opposed to Four and a half, which is usually what I'll like kind of air on the side of caution the first time I see a movie. Um, because I'm like, you know, wanted to go up on rewatch or whatever. But I had just rewatched Wednesday night. Yes, today is Friday. Uh, Wednesday night, I rewatched Black Widow, which was one of my favorite movies of the year. The only movie I had like rated higher that I'm still sort of tossing between the two was free guy and that was I think I either gave both I know I gave Black Widow four and a half stars so then seeing no time to die I just the fact that halfway through the movie I was wanting to like pull out my phone and tell my parents like you guys are gonna love this movie or like just thinking of all of the ways that I was like going to all of the things I just already loved like as the movie was going on and it wasn't even over that like if it ended right there I was like oh my gosh like I loved I loved this movie and what they were able to do so I think I think for me obviously the nostalgia of of it being or not nostalgia is the wrong word but it being Craig's last Bond movie and then the fact that I feel like the story was so sound and secure and also even though I have like Bond has been the Bond that I've like grown up with and like seeing his movies I had only sat down to watch all of them earlier this year when I thought this was coming out in like March or May or whenever it was initially supposed to come out I did like an like a rewatch of all of his movies in order and so previously seeing Skyfall and Spectre halfway through the movie I was like okay now I'm starting to understand like what what the villain's motive is or like who this character is but never had I gone into a theater and been like I know exactly who this character is like who they work for, their allegiances, their alliances, like what their motives are, like what this references to. And so I think all of those things, plus just the excitement of it being his last film and being so big is what made it a five-star for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I really loved it as well. 92 out of 100, that's very hard to come by in my rating system. I've been a lot harsher on film this year. And I mean, I think you're right from all of those levels. I mean, I very stupidly but i mean i didn't really have the time to do it i i did not re-watch the craig movies before i went in so i i am fuzzy on some of the details so so there was some puzzle puzzle solving for me while i watched this movie but i still thoroughly enjoyed it for what it was now by no means can this be a solo movie by itself there's a lot of stuff you have to know going in but i think the story overall I do have some issues with the writing and some issues with the pacing which is which is really the main reason why it it is pushed so far you know below a 5 out of 5. I really I really really wanted to give this a 5 out of 5 star, but I just couldn't bring my heart to it because of some of the glaring issues that I saw throughout, but I think general general thoughts, I I kind of agree with you on a lot of that stuff and and kind of the the bittersweetness of it being Craig's last because, you know, that's the bond that you and I have both grown up with. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the first point I'll just jump into here is I, and I talked about this in my review, which you guys listened to a little bit earlier in the podcast. I think that this was close to, if not the perfect send-off for Craig's bond. Yeah. I I mean, I think that the way that, that, that specific part of the film was written was absolutely perfect. Sasha, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I spoke about earlier, like halfway through the movie, I was already like, Oh, this is so good. And I don't want to get into spoilers yet. Cause I want to like give fair warning. Cause I know this will be going up pretty soon. We will after definitely, the movie.
0: we will def. this is, like I said, the pod. sorry to interrupt you, Sasha. Like no, I said last fine. week in the, in the venom podcast, the podcast is spoiler. You're walking through a minefield. So y'all better watch out. My review will be spoiler free. But when we get into the podcast section, I'm talking spoilers. I do not care. So okay. we will get to we will get to spoilers, and if you want to say okay. some stuff, free game.
1: Okay, y'all okay. have been
0: warned. But, we, I'll, but I'll see if I the, need
1: to say them, but I, I may not yet. I,
0: I will say the thing that happens at the end that has never happened to any other Bond. We will talk about later in the podcast. Okay.
1: Okay. So I think like halfway through the movie, my boyfriend, Christian, who Jack knows from his incessant comments and in our, our live streams this summer, but we were watching the movie and halfway through Christian leans over and is like, there's no way he doesn't do another one after this. Like, there's no way because he was like, it was so good. And I, and like mid were the obnoxious people in the movie theater, like, thank God for Loud's sound systems in movie theaters because like we will whisper like the whole movie about like this is gonna happen this is gonna happen like that's we are probably those people never the phone never a phone but whispering for sure and so this is why people don't go to the movies with us um but we're talking and he and i'm like no like he is like i don't want to say this in a rude way but like he's an old guy now like he would much rather make 50 knives out where he doesn't have to break a bone or go to the hospital or be in a doctor's office, like to film a movie ever again. Like he's just not at the age he's done it. He's been James freaking Bond. Like, like that checks off your box as an actor, a British actor, period. Like doc playing the doctor and doctor who, or being James Bond, not the same level, but like, those are, you know, the two British things you do as an actor. And like, you can go on and do whatever you want after that. And, and so I was like, no way. And so the way that they ended it, not only tying up all of his movies, polishing up clean ends, giving a, a good farewell as well to his money, Penny, his M, obviously Judy Dench's M has been done for a couple movies now, but getting to see Ray Fiennes, like have a farewell to him, even the new 007, which I'm sure we'll talk about I think there was a really nice, decent arc for her character within the movie um, for as much controversy as that, you know, initially caused when the buzz was around it. But I personally think this movie, I like you said, Jack, like I think it was the best way they could have ended it to not only honor Craig's as Bond, but still say like he's he's done. He's he is 100 percent done, like no more conversation about it. It's, it's done.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree, and it's like I said. I think that the writing of that in particular is is perfect. Set, I said it in, and I'm gonna say it in my written review that goes up on Music City Drive. In, it's very hard to end a saga, and they did it perfectly. You know, a lot of people have 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 swung and missed, but they did it perfectly, and, and that that's what I will continue to talk about while I continue to talk about this film. All right, but I got some very fun questions to talk about about this movie. Okay. So. Obviously, the action is the biggest part of this. That ever, That's what the draw is. That's what the trailers are. They're showing cars flying around, people bang, bang, shooting guns. So I got to ask you, Sasha, there were, I think, three or four major action scenes in this film. Which one was your favorite?
1: That's a great question. And um, I think my personal favorite, just because it was like the clear spectacle was when he and ana de Armas are fighting or paloma is her name in the movie um are fighting at that spectre party um they're trying to chase down the scientist because it has this like levity to it and it has this the action sequence and the fight and that entire like scene of the party has its own beats of like them drinking like remind me to get this uh the cigar for felix and like she just has like such A humor to her and I think I enjoyed especially because I realized like I've only ever seen her in this outfit in the promos like she's probably not going to come back in the movie I just enjoyed and had the most fun with that action sequence because I think it had like it had high enough stakes but it was also at like a point in the movie where it was still like okay we're still having fun and games like the real like nitty-gritty of the spy work hasn't like come out yet and so I just I think that one was the most fun for me but which was your favorite?
0: What well before before I get into that, I just I want to make this point because I was going to bring this up later, but you brought it up already. Anna darmus is the best part of this movie in my opinion. We needed more of her <laughs> now, I understand she's only kind of a side character that's just there for that sequence, but she was freaking fabulous. Oh, she was movie. great and I'll show you literally in my in my notebook down below. <laughs> Un- underlined more Ana de Armas underlined in my, in my notebook with my it, thoughts. And this is and- like
1: a, this is an intense underline. Like he went back and forth with it a few times. This isn't just one. It's like, no more.
0: Oh, I, yeah, but, but it, rightfully so. I think that she, she is, is stand up because, because li- she was not the character I expected her to be. Be- mm-hmm. Like and that was so I, I loved it, I could have hated that I freaking loved it. How she's like three weeks out of training, she's like really nervous. Oh my god, I've never like this my she like literally said, this is my biggest job I've ever done. And like I thought she was gonna be some like like fielded veteran like badass and she, and granted she is badass when she's kicking at when she's kicking ass with, with with Daniel Craig, but I liked that turn. Like, what were your thoughts on her on her performance and and what you thought about her?
1: I thought the exact same thing. I think um of all of the of all of the Bond films, Quantum of Solace is definitely my my least favorite, but there the the Bond girl in that movie, it, she's very stoic but then she's like like you said super badass and like just super intense and I I also think she's like uh Latina or Hispanic or has some she has some like, you know, element to her that that adds that just like sexy tension and badassery that just like generally encompasses a Bond girl. And that's what I thought Anna de was going to be. Cause I mean, she's fighting in this like elegant dress with these diamonds and like, she looks in in the promos. She looks like, oh wow. Like she's going to just like absolutely obliterate these people. And the fact that she was just so quirky and fun because I feel like you never, I, I feel like she added to the levity of the first half of this Bond film being so fun and like allowing Daniel Craig to be like, okay, yes, this is a send off. And like, we're very emotional about you not being bond anymore, but like, we're going to have some, a kick-ass, like good time here. And I think, yeah, that subversion of what I thought she would be like. And also the fact that it just plays up the, the reverse of their relationship and knives out, because obviously like, that's what I could, couldn't stop thinking about was like in that movie, she's so serious. And he's like, you know, the quirky, like, you know, detective, whereas here he's very, you know, this is his job on the line this is his life you know everything he's worked for and she's like oh my gosh like it's it's so nice to meet you like uh, oh no no and like even the part where she's like like starts to undress his top and then he's like oh I thought we get to know each other first and she's like oh no oh wait and she like brings out the suit I don't know she had such good comedic element to her that I just loved
0: I did love that that part in particular, because what a lot of people are saying is that this harkens back to bonds of old, but also as its own fresh take, where she completely subverts expectations where it's like, Oh, this is getting kind of steamy, what's going to happen and she's like, Oh no, 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 no no, no I, I I got a suit for you like no, 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 i I loved that, but i I think she she's just she's just fantastic and and that is one that is you could literally write a class about her character in this movie about advertising, manipulation of audiences, like manipulate oh, yeah. audiences through advertising. You could, you could do an entire class just based on her character and how they, how they advertised her. It's just, just absolutely fantastic. But back to the action, my favorite action scene, that is my runner up. Um, it's gotta be the, not, not the, not the pre-credit scene, as I would call it, because it's it's weird because we have like the long credit scene, but the scene, I don't know where they are, but you know, he goes to the the grave site, blows up. Yeah. And he's like on, uh, and, and that whole scene is just, to me, so incredibly, incredibly choreographed, captured, framed and documented. And I think that it's got some of the best action. The first half action sequences, which are the two that, that we are both talking about, I think, are the better action sequences because they are more grounded and they are more realistic, if that makes sense. The other two are the big, bold, kind of out of this world, kind of not very believable. They're, they're great, and I loved all the action in this movie, but like, the first two are really grounded, and I think that this first one is extremely grounded because we see the age of Craig's bond like he's, yeah. he, 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 like he, 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 if he was not close to saying I'm too, I'm getting too old for this shit, you could certainly tell he was thinking that. I
1: because... definitely feel that exact phrase was like the subtext of that first thing of like, he's going to this grave to move on to make his peace. And like, when he gets up and he shows up in like the hotel room where um, Madeline is waiting like his face says, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, I'm.
0: I know. It, it, it's, and it's fantastic. I mean, I was waiting for that scene of him jumping that motorbike up that sidewalk. Like, like, like seeing that in the trailer, that specific moment got my blood pumping. I'm like, this is gonna be freaking epic. And then, of course, it culminates in, of course, his car, which is full of gadgets, the two Gatling guns. And then he's just whipping the car around with the, like, it, it it led to such a sick conclusion that then got emotional when he had to throw his, his, his ex, his ex now on the train. And then we go into the, to the, the cool credits with the, with, with Billy Eilish singing no time to die, which I admittedly got up and went to the bathroom because I knew, okay, I got a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's definitely my favorite. The, the one in, in Cuba is by far a very close runner up, but I think that that's fine, but I loved all the action. I mean, that's what you went for. It's bond, action, explosions, guns, cars, vehicles. It just, it's like yeah. fast and furious, but not as fast and furious. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I really, really did enjoy that aspect of it. Um, God, what was my next point? Um, Safin, Rami Malik. What did you think? I really want to know your thoughts because I know you okay. I know you like Rummy Malik. I do. And I do too. I want to know your thoughts. What did you think of his character? Because this is like okay. the most controversial thing of the entire movie for everyone.
1: I have heard this and like, you know what? Whatever. I, I at the beginning of YouTube, I used to be like, oh, I don't I don't want to be too controversial and like I'll just like won't be bold. No. I loved Rami Malek in this role. <laughs> like, <laughs> I loved him as Safin. I think I was just having a conversation with this, about this this morning. Um, I, to me, what I like about a Bond villain is I like for them to be very sort of specific to like the threat of the movie, which I mean, is obviously like usually Bond, but like, I think, ugh, I can't remember, is it Blowfield? is his brother's, James's brother's name, the head of Spectre? the one that like he meets with in this movie
0: christoph waltz's character christoph
1: waltz yeah i, can't, yeah, I don't know Blofeld. what his last name okay Blofeld. Blofeld. so yeah. the thing i think that blowfeld upon watching specter i've seen specter twice and then seeing him in this movie the thing i don't like is i don't like the um the mastermind of an organization being the reason for like you being evil like i feel like to me he screams like madman who's just mad that James is like his brother and I I'm not saying he's a bad villain by any means but like I I felt like with Safin and P- and people are gonna get pissed at this because I think he's probably one of the the favorite Bond villains is Javier Bardem's character in Skyfall there were parts where the conversation that Safin was having with James very much reminded me of that like it has that like unnerving element to it of someone who is like so set in their ways about their worldview and and what they believe in how what they're doing and I liked the added element of Safin being in love or being feeling this like twisted love connection for Madeline um, because he saved her life and they're like the only two surviving people in their like warring families or like they they've both been ruined by specter so i kind of i liked him a lot i i think he's a great actor um i will stand by him as an actor forever but i really particularly liked him in this role and i also liked it because my mom really loves him because she loves bohemian rhapsody and so i was super excited when i like was getting chills and i was like okay my mom's gonna like this like i feel good about it
0: you see well, the podcast listeners will know because they, they, they have heard my, my video review before this, but I, I just, I, you know, I wanted more. I wanted more. And I, you know, I don't really necessarily blame that on him, just to be honest. I think he's in a role that's very specific and he does what he needs to to make that role what it is. That was a bunch of words put together that probably doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> I believe it more on the writing. I think it's insert generic Bond villain, insert generic threat. Okay, put them together. Here is Saffin. Um, that's kind of how I felt about that. I, I mean, I I wasn't really ever attached to the threat. Now it was a little bit different because, like, oh nanobot, blah blah blah. Um, but I just. It kind of left a, a sourish taste in my mouth because I'm like, he really wasn't in the movie that long. He showed up in the pre pre credit scene, then didn't show up like for like an hour later, and then just kind of was there and did a monologue, and that was kind of it. Really, I didn't really feel like he was that much of a threat. You know, I, I think what the threat was was what he had. But it wasn't him, I think, if that makes any sense. And
1: I, I feel like I will go to disagree because there's a very distinct shift to me when they get to the island. And can we, can we start talking like like yeah. the big spoiler of the movie um, mm-hmm. is, is James has a daughter. And the way that Safin holds that little girl is the most disturbing thing I don't know like why that got to me so much but like him showing this little girl around this toxic garden like we know this entire island is like not only does it have disease on it but everything on here can kill you in some capacity whether you eat it touch it ingest it breathe it whatever um if you're injected with it like there there's some danger there to this child that's like like in like separated from her mother and the way he's like showing her around and almost has her touch like the flowers that is where I was so unsettled and so to me like his I feel like the nanobot threat is more of like I feel like the British always like to do this thing with James Bond of kind of slapping themselves on the wrist with things MI6 does of like oh you naughty MI6 like you're trying to kill people like with their DNA and then it's like oh no like the bad guys have the thing that you were doing for sort of a questionable reason, but now the bad guys have it. And so I feel like that threat didn't, not that it didn't play as well for me, but it just kind of seemed like, okay, like they're trying to, they're trying to make you question Ray fines a little bit, like whatever in that. But to me, Safin, the, the threat goes from being this global potential like threat of like, oh, you can get infected with this thing. Um, or these nanobots could kill you if it, if you're the wrong person, and then it goes to being this very personal. Like there is a child that has to be saved and get out of there, and I think that's where the like a lot of James's motivation switches, which I think, <clears throat> which is what part of what I think makes this such a good send off for his bond because it becomes a personal specific like I, this bond has Daniel Craig's James Bond I haven't seen a lot of the other bonds okay I'll, I'll admit I've seen all of Craig's but I haven't seen like a snippets of Pierce Brosnan snippets of Sean Connery like whatever but I think seeing him it, it, throughout so many parts of his his journey as Bond has been like trying to retire trying to get out wanting to love someone who dies or betrays him and like that he, he's a very personable personal bond like all of the issues stem from his personal life his brother being the like head of a crime syndicate and then for this to be his daughter in the hands of like the guy who's also trying to destroy the world but more tangibly his daughter like that was like what made him chilling to me and and the way he like took actions and was like sort of slow but then really quick moving around his daughter that I think is what made me really like Safin and that's where I think to me, it wasn't so much about the, the nanobot threat as it was the, the personal attack on James and his, his family, quote unquote. And, um, and then I liked the fact that it played into Saffin's father having this toxic garden. Like I-, I liked that sort of little like through line and kind of like referencing like the Garden of Eden, like starting over and like wiping everyone out and that sort of thing. But sorry, I'm rambling.
0: No, I mean that's good insight because, because I mean I i i i it makes a lot of sense and i do agree with you on some of the points. I do think that he's very chilling and unnerving. Like again, mm. I like like I said when I started my point, I don't necessarily blame it on Malik himself. Yeah. I think his performance is what it needs to be. It's unnerving, it's chilling, he does what he needs to do. I just don't necessarily love all the writing involved, but I do but, but a lot of your points do have a lot of merit, and I do like that. And I, I like how this movie is really just a test of Bond's humanity and mm-hmm. his, his personal feelings. Because a lot of the Bond movies, he's kind of you know a guy that's kind of above it all. He's very stoic. He's very you know, not godlike, but he does, he's, he's Bond. He doesn't die, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, you know, So this, this one felt more personal if that makes yeah. sense. I mean, it just felt more personal for him, for the audience, for everyone. So, I mean, a lot of what you say does have merit. And, and and the point, the parts with the daughter I do, I did, did think were written better. I just had, I had problems with some of the other stuff that was set up and, and, and you kind of cover that as well with like the MI6 and the nanobots and things like that. I just feel like that was a very generic threat. Didn't really like how that was played out, but the staff and stuff, I'm like, you know, hot and cold on it is what I'll say.
1: Yeah, okay. I definitely, I definitely think just to put the cap on that, I definitely yeah. understand where you're coming from, from the writing perspective, because, um, I, I think this movie tries to touch on, which is something that it's like, it's going to go away. Cause we're resetting bond anyways, but, uh, uh James and M have this conversation about like, oh, you used to be able to stand in a room with the enemy. And now you like, don't know like what their motive is even, and I think that that's like a poignant, like oh, cyber threats or biochemical warfare or all those kind of things that have been thrown around in movies for a while. It's becoming very acute um, in movies now, and I feel like there's heroes like a Jack Ryan who can kind of attack that a little bit more, being more on like guy in the chair type nerdy guy. But with James Bond, I think I think the it's almost just an oxymoron to say like, oh, James Bond is gonna, a spy, James Bond, you know, is gonna go shoot the bad guy head of like a nanobot thing. It definitely makes it feel like a, a detached kind of generic thing. So I totally, I, I definitely will give you, you and anyone who has that opinion about Safin as a villain, like, I, I see where you're coming from, for sure. I think I was just, I'm I'm a Rami fan, what can I say? So I was a little bit like, okay, Safin, like, whatever.
0: No, but you, I you, liked him. Like I, but like I said, you, you do give some very, some points that, that make a lot of sense. It's not, it's not like, you're just like, Oh, Rami Malek, I love him whatever <laughs> you, you make a lot that's of, that's really kind
1: of points. my thing with, with villains. I I just always like I like the villains usually. What can I say?
0: Well, there you go. All right. Uh, last one, last main one about dissecting the movie and then got another fun one. And then we'll get into the end here. Spoilers bond dies (laughs) daniel craig's bond dies which from what i read is the first time a bond has ever died in a movie i love the decision what did you think
1: i loved the decision too because here's i realize. so he's, he's opening the shields and he's talking to q and he's like okay we're gonna do this And then he gets in that fight with Safin and I'm like, even sort of before that fight with Safin in the, in the toxic garden or whatever, I'm like, he, if he does walk away at the end of the day, like, cause the end of Spectre was very like, I remember when Spectre was sort of up in the air of like, is this his last movie? Like, are they? And they brought all the villains in that were all a part of Spectre. And so it was kind of like, Oh, this does feel kind of like the end. Like this, this feels like they're capping it off. And and so, but then he walks away at the end of the movie and he's like, just like, it, it seems like he's going to go retire, but he just walks away. And so I, I realized at that point in, in no time to die, I was like, if he just walks away, people are going to be like, do another one, do another one, do another one. Like, like my boyfriend being like, oh no, he'll come back. He'll do another one. If this does so good, like whatever. And I realized I was like, the only way they can do this is like, if it's a daughter he never knows like a a girl he can <laughs> he can never be with excuse me that like i also think it was it, i it got me too when he was like i'll be back in just a second whenever anyone says they'll be back in just a they second in a movie they're they are, they they are dead back. in the water they
0: ain't coming back
1: done and so i personally i love the decision because he, i think he gets to die a hero's death and doesn't just like go off and then be a dad and have like it was just such a finality to him as bond and like I now question like how they did it before with different bonds to be like okay yeah he's done like he's not doing anymore because it feels so obvious to kill off Daniel Craig and I know there's a lot of people who are like he's not even the best bond but like I definitely impartial to him because like we said like he's the only bond I've ever known in my lifetime and so I think, I don't know. I, I liked the decision. I liked it a lot. I think that funeral scene, funeral scene quotes, um, when they're in M's office with the, like the whiskey and they all just like say a little piece and then it's like a farewell to those characters as well. And I don't know. I, I really liked the decision. What did you think, Jack?
0: Well, I loved it. And and it's, it's, the way I look at it is more from the storytelling standpoint. That, like, obviously, from the outside, it's like, oh, well, if he walks away, oh, I'll make another one, make another. Like, like, Craig wants to be done. Um, but from a storytelling standpoint, and this, this really uh, harkens back to what the point I made earlier about the humanity of James Bond in this movie, and how they really were That's really, really the focus of this movie is kind of the humanity of him. If he walks away, and I'm talking about this strictly from his world in the movie, not our world outside many yeah. more movies. If he walks away, walks out with his chick and, and his daughter, what, what says he, he's not recruited back again? Because you start, at, you start at the beginning of the movie, he is he is in Jamaica, living life, doing what he does. And of course, here we go again. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that whole thing. Like, if he walks away, he will never truly be done. And it is kind of like an Iron Man. And I, I know I always got to compare everything in the MCU. <laughs> but it really is where Tony Stark in Endgame, I... I think that, that is some very, I think that Endgame is so brilliantly written in some of its ways. And the Pepper Tony dynamic in that movie is one of the most perfect things that's been written in the MCU. Yeah. Because you have the talk where he's like, I'm never going to be able to rest. Like, or she says, Will you ever be able to rest? If you go throw this time stuff in the lake and you, and you carry on with your life, are you ever going to be able to rest? And then when he dies, her final words to him are, Now you can rest. And then he mm-hmm. dies. It's the same thing here. He will never be able to rest. He will always get pulled back in. The only way for him to rest in finality is for him to die. And just like how Robert Downey Jr. goes out as Iron Man, I think it's absolutely perfect for how Daniel Craig goes out as James Bond. A little bit cheap? Oh, of course, the blast doors close. Of course. But you had to keep him on that island in some way, shape, or form. And for you know the the final word like for it to him to be talking to Madeline and be like, yeah, she's got your eyes, and he's like, yeah, I know. And then it's just up in flames. I think that was perfect.
1: It was so good, and I and I I I'm glad you bring up the Tony Stark thing because I actually like made a joke. You know those like memes that's like this sh- someone and they're shaking hands with someone, and it's like they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Tony Stark, James Bond, absent fatherhood due to death. Like, it's like, <laughs> like the, it's an-
0: like the. uh the uh, thing from predator where the two guys are like flexing and they've got like the, 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 the hand, the hands. And it's like, yeah, Tony Stark, Daniel Craig. It's yeah,
1: just... <laughs> no, exactly. But I, I mean, I think it was so great because you make such a great point. Like, okay. So say not even like, like he gets out of there and whatever, like say Q is able to come up with the way, Oh, we have an antidote to the nanobots and like, we can save you or make you like neutralize your threat to your family. Okay, well, that then lessens the stakes as to why, like, we couldn't have just done that instead of blowing up the island with the virus or or the nanobots, excuse me, like, you could, like, okay, great. And then I also think it sends a very clear, like, precedent of James Bond cannot just be a family man spy. Like, I think it sends that very clear, like within James Bond, like, sure, he, I don't think James Bond has ever been a father before. And I also don't think a James Bond has ever truly died. But I think to, to do both of those things in the same movie is very, it's a very clear choice to say like, okay, in, in what James Bond is a spy, a little bit of a womanizer or a lover of women and like, like all of these things, like you can't have him have these two things coexist. It's almost like a tragedy of who he is like you said like as a human being he's always going to want to get back into the fight so you know if, if he if he was a father that's there's no what am i trying to say i'm not articulating this properly but i think you know what i mean of like you can't have him be happy yeah. in a in like a family a traditional family setting or whatever like that just doesn't work for the character And so that's why I think this ending works even better is it's like they they made these very different decisions for James Bond in this movie. But they also said, like, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Like, you're going to have to be the hero at the end of the day and sacrifice yourself for your daughter's happiness or for the safety of the world or et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I think like you said, I think that was the proper way not only to end the movie because anything else would have sort of cheapened the threat but it also is just a finality to him. Like you said, of like, he can't get drawn back in because he's dead.
0: He done. So with him being done and being big time dead, big sad, my final question for you before we get into our, what we watched last week's segment, who's next?
1: Oh my gosh. I can't even, I, like, I can't even begin to think because I've I've had Where a conversation with,
0: who are your top candidates?
1: I See, I don't even know if I have top candidates because like there are, are any time a British actor, I feel like comes onto the scene. It's like, oh, could he be, could he be, <laughs> excuse me, could he be Bond? And like, I really, really, and don't, don't jump on me. I really like Reggie Jean Page from Bridgerton, but he is not Bond because he's too young and he's too new on the scene to me. And he also doesn't have... I don't know. He's a little too cheeky to be Bond, like to use another British. Yeah. I feel like you have to have a combined like establishedness as an actor as well as. But like, where have I seen him again before? Because like, I don't know, like then you're then you are James Bond to me, like like Daniel Craig will forever sort of be James Bond. Like I love him in Logan Lucky. I love him in Knives Out, but he'll always have that. And so I don't know. I I guess I have more people I know I don't want it to be. I think Idris Elba could have made a great bond. He's too old now. It, like, you run into the same issue.
0: That's my, and that's then my I, choice right there. That's me, your choice? Idris Elba bond. Give it to me.
1: But we want, like, a geriatric James Bond, because how old is Idris Elba? He he's, like, 50, still right? kick
0: ass. Are you kidding me?
1: Okay, me he look. can, but there's a little bit different when he's...
0: You see him in the Shaw?
1: Oh, my God. I just he's the, but he always plays this like stiff suited he's 49 <laughs> like you see what i'm saying like we're running into the same issue there and like okay i don't even mean it of like sure idris elba is incredibly fit he can kick ass whatever but like as a 50 year old do you want to be in a movie where you're doing stunts that are potentially like like breaking your bones or sending you to the hospital or whatever and it, i don't know i don't want it to be him i don't want it to be Henry Cavill for sure. I don't want it to be Henry Cavill. You
0: literally took my, you, my two, my two. I just, I want James Bond
1: two. to be James Bond. I don't want it to be like Superman in James Bond at the same time. But
0: person. have you, but have you seen, have you seen Mission Impossible Fallout? Have you seen the Man, yes. Man from Uncle? I mean, he's yes, he is, he is like like he's James Bond stiff. in his
1: movies. He's stiff. I just. I, I don't, I, want, ag- I do
0: not agree with you on either. front, that, And
1: that is perfectly fine. But I, and those are just, those are the two. I don't even know who else's name has been thrown out of like, who could any who could British be
0: actor, uh, Tom Hiddleston. I don't, I don't Tom want Hiddleston.
1: it to be Tom Holland.
0: I've seen Tom Holland. I've seen any of them.
1: I don't, I would love to see Tom Hiddleston in a spy role, but I don't want him to be Bond. He's, I don't think he's like macho.
0: I think he's too he, quirky.
1: Yeah, he screams like like uh, yeah. He's just he screams Loki. Yeah, he does. He does. He's been Loki for ten years of my life, like more. Plus, I don't want him to now be James Bond. I don't know. I don't know that I have a good good pick. I guess I stole the thunder from you of of saying yours. But if you have any more, you can go ahead. I'm gonna look up who else is in the running. Those are
0: my two. That was it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i think i don't
1: i guess i don't know and i'll probably just be happy with whoever gets gets picked i mean honestly like if it was idris elba i think i would just have to see it in action to see like okay sure this is idris this is idris elba as as bond but i i guess i i want the next bond to be I don't know. I'm very attached to people playing the same characters for a very long period of time, which is probably, I I can't tell anymore if that's attractive to actors or not, but like Daniel Craig's been James Bond for 20-ish years, years? 15, 15. 20 years. Yeah. 15. And so like, I would like the next Bond to be like 15 years as a, you know, or similar decade-ish run. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes. And I just feel like with Idris Elba, he's older. I don't think Henry Cavill is a bad choice. I just don't know. I don't know. Good luck to the people picking James Bond. Because I think I think initially Daniel Craig was not a lot of people's picks. I've heard like a lot of people wanted Clive Owen, who is a great actor. Um, and he looked more like the traditional brunette Connery Bond. But and so when Daniel Craig, like I know specifically my mom, who is British, was like James Bond has never had blonde hair and blue eyes before like that's not what James Bond looks like but and she's thought of Daniel Craig as being this very stiff actor and then she's come to love him as James Bond so I think I don't think it's necessarily a matter of like what Bond looks like or anything like that I think he just has to have like that innate quality to him I'm also interested to see what the next Bond will be like because Brosnan's Bond is cool calm and collected and Daniel Craig's Bond starts out as this, like, raging hothead. And, and he has that, like, go against the system attitude for pretty much his whole run. And so, like, I mean I think whatever qualities he has as James Bond needs to match the actor in a very specific way. And so best of luck to those picking him.
0: Yep, and they're going to start the search next year, according to the producer. But I heard.
1: So, do you think that's, that's true, or do you think they kind of already know?
0: Um. I'm not sure. I think they've been in hell trying to get this movie out. And, yeah. and you know, I don't, I think that'd be kind of disrespectful to Craig. I agree. I think, that, I, think re, I, I think they revere him enough that they have him. I think that that would be disrespectful for Craig. Let him have his time, let him get out. And then you look for the next chapter. Because I think literally just like in the movie, oh, you got the new 007. Like, you know, and he's like, and she's like, you thought they'd retire the number didn't you I'm like you bitch <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was she did start out like okay girlfriend like you're coming off pretty strong seat. but I did I I did respect her by the end of the film and I I think that was only right to like by the end of the film be like ah, okay now nah. like you're not 007 though like you yeah, are so but yeah. like you're not
0: yeah you are but you're definitely not um all right, that's our that's our talk about Bond. Sasha loved it. I also loved it. Uh, all right, Sasha, before we leave, do this at the end of every episode. What have you watched this past week? TV, movie, anything? What have you watched this past week?
1: Oh my gosh, I've watched so much. Um, TV shows, I watched The End of Bachelor in Paradise, which is like my my guilty pleasure. Um, I watched the morning show. I finally started and have now basically caught up to the end of Ted Lasso the last episode came out the day we're filming this um I binged the whole first season and when the second season came out I was just like nope like Christian and I watch it together and we didn't have the time to watch it week to week so I'm watching it I really like this season still it's still such a special show to me I'm such an Apple fan girl um movie well, wise oh sorry go ahead
0: I was gonna say speak since guess who guess who just got an actual subscription to Apple TV plus
1: you did finally
0: my family did
1: yay yay well you now have two whole seasons of ted lasso to enjoy
0: i gotta get through seinfeld first but when i do that is my next one to watch
1: well, the thing with seinfeld is seinfeld's always going to be there
0: i you know but i'm i'm enjoying the heck out of it
1: listen i love seinfeld too but i i'm also i'm interested to see how well it does on on netflix quite honestly because on hulu it had the ads obviously but you could shuffle episodes which seinfeld is the perfect show to like not watch an order because it, it's about nothing. It's sure. I, nothing, I'm a yep. huge, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. So we'll have to talk about that more as you right. get further yeah. in it. But um, the the marine biologist episode is my favorite. That's like my, by far my favorite episode. But I also like there's one uh, where they're in a garage. It's a bottle episode. So good. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Ted for the first time this past week. Loved it. I'm I listen. I'll admit it. I'm a Marky Mark fan girl. Like oh, Mark, Mark Mark Wahlberg, if you're in it, I'm I'll watch it. Um, he's he's so good, he's so funny. And then, obviously, like I didn't even know Mila Kunis was in that movie, and that just made it like a million times better, because I like I love Mila Kunis, I love her. Um, I think that's kind of it. I mean, I saw I saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I rewatched Black Widow this week. Um, still watching What We Do in the Shadows morning show. Um, all that kind of stuff, but, but yeah, I don't think, I think that's about it.
0: Got a lot more than me. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, I'm still watching Seinfeld. I, last night was the only night when I had watched since I watched last week. I just get home from work and I'm like, I'm going to bed. Um, the one film, and I talked about it in the last week's podcast. I, I recorded last week's podcast before I was able to watch it, but I did watch it last weekend is the Guilty on Netflix, Jake Gyllenhaal, the remake of the other of the film from, I believe, Sweden or something like that. I liked it. I give it an 88 out of 100. I think it's a very concise, clear story that's very, it's quick, it's short, it, it, but, but Gyllenhaal's freaking amazing in it. He's so good. And the fact that, uh, that Fukua directed the entire thing from the back of a van, not actually on set. He was in the back of a van because of COVID. And he, he directed the entire, like just, I'm like, what? So that's super impressive. That was uh that's all I watched, but. Oh boy. We're two weeks away from Dune, which has got to be like one of it's probably, I'd say now it's my most anticipated movie the rest of the year. Um, so everyone knows I've been reading the book. Um, I am almost there.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: Now, now, this looks like I still have a lot left, but there are some hefty appendixes in this, so th- in reality, this is how much I have left. Wow, I've got that's
1: impressive. How long has that taken you to get to get there?
0: so I don't re-read it I don't like read like sit with the book I also have the audiobook so when I go for walks okay. or a few times when I've like driven to work I've listened to it as well but I do actually sit and read I read it on plane when I went to Los Angeles and things like that but I am 203 pages away from finishing I am currently on page 591 wow I, I can't Is, this, is this
1: the longest book you've ever read? Oh,
0: pfft, clear. Not even close. I don't read. <laughs> I just don't read. So you read. didn't ever
1: read? I, I think this is still longer, but did you ever read um, Order of the Phoenix, the Harry Potter book? I
0: haven't read any of the Harry Potter books, no.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Yeah. Um, I am almost positive. I don't think that they're holding anything. I'm pretty sure I've read through the entire entirety of this movie already. Everything in the trailers, I have read every scene for better or for worse, because I know the fate of many of our characters that we see in these trailers already. I don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing. I think it will be a good thing because I'll be able to make a video comparing the book to the movie, but it's kind of hard when it's only half the book. So that is what I have done this past week. Uh, Sasha, I mean, you're just, just a brilliant human being. Thank you. Thank Thank you for for coming on Thank you it was, this was a lot of fun and I kept you way longer than 30 minutes, but no.
1: Oh my gosh. I feel so bad. Like, I hope this doesn't like, I don't know what it's like to upload a podcast when it's like super long. So I apologize for gabbing on, but
0: I had so much fun. The great thing about podcasts, it takes very little editing. So it's going to be great.
1: We love that. Um,
0: but Sasha I appreciate it let let the people know let, let them know what what do you what do you got coming up this is going to come out on Wednesday of this next week just so you know but but Wednesday what do you got okay com- what or or what has already come out that you want to pitch to you want to you want to get out there what do you got going on Sean Evans okay. hot ones
1: what do you got all right awesome i love hot ones you know i love hot ones um okay so what I've got is soon, very soon, I have it filmed. I just haven't like properly edited It is a like early fall. It's still not like cold where I live in Georgia. And so like, it's a very early fall, like shows that I'm kind of like, just have me excited for fall when the weather does change. I, I, I need to like get a proper title on it. But so so look out for that. I also have a embarrassingly old, ranking video that i filmed like a week after shang chi came out that i still haven't uploaded and it's middle of october by the time it'll get up but that will be up soon um and i i think i put what if in there and it was only halfway through the season and i just kind of was like eh, you know what but i don't think it really moved much so I'll, I'll probably just leave that standing and um i'm trying to think if i have anything else well i guess if it'll be wednesday check out my american crime story impeachment episode six episode review it's very good and if anyone is is watching the show go go watch my videos because i need more people to talk about it and specifically more people who don't tell me you don't really know what's going on because you weren't born yet so if if you want to be a nice person in my comments i would really appreciate you guys watching
0: (laughs) i mean that's the point of the show to tell people what's going on
1: (laughs) well what's frustrating is i watched a bunch of like I did my research before and people will call me on things um, that are like, they're inaccurate and it's just frustrating. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm 22 years old almost. Like I did my research. I, I definitely know what I'm talking about. Like last, sorry, I'll, I'll never, it doesn't matter what people said, but anyways, just, you know, be kind to people in the comments please because they really want to rip you a new one but they're really trying not to rip you a new one, so.
0: Comments are a cesspool, that's why I don't read them. Um, Truly. Totally but guys that is it again Sasha thank you so much everyone thank Thank you so much for watching go listen to the Venom Let There Be Carnage podcast I I, I don't know if people saw the tweet that it went out Dear Evan Hansen blew up blew up for my standards for a podcast Um, so I I appreciate all of that Uh, next week wait let me look real quick I forget I just forget everything now Um, what are we looking at next week oh yeah we're talking about the last duel next week very excited to see that movie and talk about that movie maybe we'll have a guest maybe we won't maybe it'll just be me again um but nothing's ever gonna top having sasha on on anything that we make but that's pretty much it guys thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next week